Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable, the only show that dares to be both on-topic or on-premise, and usually on-location, on-premises. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of tech luminaries to discuss a single concept. And in this episode, we're talking about getting out of your comfort zone and the fact that uh, too many of us spend all of our time focusing on the things we already know instead of looking around and learning something new which really is the only way to grow. So I'm gonna start off here by letting our guests introduce themselves. Hi there, I'm Denny Cherry. I'm CEO and Principal Consultant for Denny Cherry and Associates Consulting. And I've been working in IT for 24, 25-ish years, something like that. Hello, I'm Chris Hildebrandt. I'm a technical architect um, for a large medical device company. Um, I spend most of my days working in the UC world and architecting VMware. Uh, you can find my blog at childebrandt.com or childebrandt42.com. Uh, I'm Drew Lentz. Uh, I go by the Wireless Nerd. You can find me online at wirelessnerd.net. My blog's at uh, that location. You can follow me on Twitter at Wireless Nerd. Obviously, I dabble in the wireless space. I have a boutique wireless consulting company down in South Texas. Uh, we manufacture a product for the industry called the Wi-Fi Stand. And then I spend my days as a senior wireless solutions architect for a large cable company in North America. Hi there, I'm Chris Mackey. I am a principal solutions architect for a large solution provider up in Canada. I spend most of my time doing data center infrastructure, both traditional and hybrid cloud. Uh, I'm also quite into home automation, sailing, photography. In my own time, you can find me at Chris Mackey on Twitter. That's M-A-K-I. And over to the next person. That'd be me. Hi, Evan Mincer. Um, I am a information security manager located in the uh, Philadelphia region. I work for a healthcare company. Um, and let's see, you can find me on the Twitters at Evan Mincer and my blog is itsecdef.com. In my spare time, I love, you know, just got into grilling and woodworking and fun stuff. I love that you guys brought that in, the spare time thing, because that's an example of what we're talking about. So we're here at Tech Field Day, and one of the cool things about Tech Field Day is that it brings together people from varying backgrounds. And, you know, as soon as I saw that Drew and Danny and Evan, I, I mean, as soon as I saw that you guys were excited and interested in coming to Tech Field Day, I knew I had to bring you in because magic happens every time we do a Tech Field Day event and I get to have people from like the wireless space and the security space and the storage space and everybody, you know, kind of mix together, see companies in the other space, see, see products and, and, and companies that they, they've never even imagined. And that's what happened today when we had Cisco talking about IOT and, uh, you know, industrial uh, communications. Well, Drew already knew all about that stuff, but most of the rest of us were just blown away by this. And then we had Portworks with Pure Storage talking about, you know, storage integration for Kubernetes. And uh, Drew, I think your eyes were really open there about some of the aspects of storage and some of the preconceived notions. This is how we learn and this is how we grow. We see something that's totally outside of our comfort zone. We get curious about it. We ask questions and we learn. Is that right, Drew? That is, you know, it's fascinating because this is the whole reason that I love being a part of Tech Field Day, you know, whether it's Tech Field Day, Networking Field Day. You've had me at a couple of them, and, and every time I get to go to a different one, it's so much more fascinating. I mean, we, we started with Wireless Field Day, Mobility Field Day, and again, those are great, but 
Like I remember the Gigamon one that we did. And I walked into that not having any idea really what they did and had that same feeling. But with this one, it was, I'm trying to understand storage because it's something I don't think about on a day-to-day basis. It's something I don't use on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I guess I do, but you know, like I don't, I don't implement it, but all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, I, I've man, Keith Townsend makes fun of me because I don't say Kubernetes or Kubernetes the correct way. I, you know, I don't even know how to say it. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I got to learn something today that was pretty phenomenal. Um, and it, like, it really did capture my attention. I, you know, at first I was like, what in the world am I going to get into? But learning about the, the, the thing that so many people uh, build their careers on and the importance of it and understanding that there's things out there that, that it's just constantly evolving. It's one of those things that I had no, it wasn't even on my radar, but here it is just evolving and doing all this magic. It was a lot of fun to learn about. Yeah, Drew, that, that's part of it is when you get out of your comfort zone, you start learning more, you start learning more about what the world is out there. Um, you know, when you when you sit in your comfort zone, it's great. I mean, you said you're a wireless person, Drew, and, and you probably know, uh, you know a lot more about wireless than I do. Um, I, I Same as me, when we look, listening to pure storage, I didn't know as much about storage, but getting that in there and, you know, starting to ask questions about what you're hearing, uh, it's how, we, how you all learn. I have to say that was kind of uh, the flip side of what Drew was was experiencing because I spend most of my time working on storage. I do a lot of infrastructure, but it's mostly storage all day. And but I'm very interested in all things wireless. So having both Cisco and Mareki presenting to us was was the best part because it's not an area I get to talk about. So it actually is all new to me. Whereas we're talking, you know, Portworks and and Pure. I mean, a lot of that stuff is already second nature to me. So it wasn't as exciting. It's still very interesting, but uh, it wasn't fresh. So. Yeah, I'm uh, same boat as Drew, just reversed. I think what was what was cool about it also is you know there's there's all like it, with everything that we all do in technology, you have you kind of have the the horizontal movement, right? The left and the right. Immediately to my left on wireless is networking, and immediately to my right on wireless is security. So I play within just those three things mainly, but storage is so far removed <laughs> from everything that I'm doing that it you know, that's what keeps me interested. I think it does, it does really help us grow. And if, if people aren't working outside of their comfort zone, then you really do limit yourself. I mean, every year I go to CES and I take the days off of work. I go to CES uh, just as a nerd. And I like to go and I like to walk as much of the show as I can. And I like to just see what's there. And, you know, I'll take a, I'll take some time to figure out, okay, well, how does this apply to the wireless industry? Where's it going? What, you know, what are the requirements? But I love seeing the stuff that I have no idea about and trying to figure out how that makes sense in their world, because then you start to think about all the creative things you can do with it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, a really good point. I mean, the, the fact that IT is this ever expanding thing, it lets us all play with these new things over and over and over again all the time. Um, you know, I, I never thought I'd be doing some of the things that I've been able to play with, you know, when I started in IT 20 something years ago. God, I'm old. Um, and uh, it, it's really cool to be able to go, hey, this is this new thing that's coming in. How does this new thing apply to A, what I'm doing now, or B, what customers are going to be doing in two or three years? How can I interact and, and get this into there? And even if I don't become an expert in it, just the fact that I know this thing exists, I can then go, hey, this is a really good thing to, to slide in here and either replace this aging piece of tech that, or we're using the wrong thing and we should actually be using, you know, this, this new widget, this other widget. 
And I think, again, it's, it's complementary in the sense that, you know, I always think security, you know, I was very security minded, right? The security is going to matter to every single thing that we talk about, <laughs> whether it's wireless or data storage or whatever. Security is always going to be a necessity there. Um, but I like to think about, I love to take the technology and figure out, well, how does that apply to what, what I do in my world? So the thing that, that we're talking about with peer storage, being able to provision data collectors or analytic collectors or being able to provision uh, uh, services that push data all the way out to the edge so that the wireless network runs better because it doesn't have to run across all the resources of the network. I start to try and think about how that technology that's being used, just like you said, how, you know, Denny, how's that technology that's being used? How can I apply that to what I do daily? And maybe not even today, but at least it's on my radar now. And I can say, you know what? I have the, the perfect solution for that. We can, you know, we can use this automation, this orchestration software to make it happen. You know, I use this, uh, something along this technique to when I'm looking for, to do hire people, I try to figure out how curious they are. Because I think a, a real true and good technologist is just naturally curious. If I ask someone, you know, what their project is at home right now, and they tell me they're building a, a Kubernetes cluster across a bunch of Raspberry Pis, I'm like, this is probably the person to hire. If that person tells me that, you know, they go home and they turn off their brain and they just watch TV all night, they're probably not, probably not going to be a right fit for uh, the environment that I want to work in. So, and I think it's also who is drawn to these tech field days is that we're just all curious and we're just, we're just dyed in the wool nerds who are interested in all the technologies, no matter what they are. I think that's the most interesting thing, isn't it, about the kind of the world that we live in, IT people, IT practitioners, um, you know, whether you're a systems administrator, storage expert, networking uh, administrator, whatever it is, most of us tend to be a little bit weirdos. And I say that with love. I mean, I think that most of the listeners probably just smiled because uh, truly, if you're not a weirdo, um, it's kind of hard to get excited about some of this stuff. But frankly, uh, weirdos like us definitely do get excited. And one of the things that occurs to me, Chris, uh, referring to what you're just saying, most of the IT people I know are doing some interesting IT thing in, the, in their basement or in their home or part-time or whatever. And like you said, most of the IT people I know are building a Kubernetes cluster or building a gamer PC or getting into maker spaces and you know, make, you know, making you know, 3D printing or laser etching or whatever it is. Um, do you see that in other, I don't know if we see that in other fields, but that's definitely a hallmark of IT, isn't it? Uh, am I wrong here? Is this pretty much what IT people are like? I think so. And I think, you know, I think what it goes to also is from a solutioning perspective, when you look at, you know, this is my first, my first conversation with the group from Pure, but how long have you known those guys, Foskett? I mean, you've known them for, for a while. And so they're not starting companies because they're bored. They're starting companies because they found, they tinkered with it enough to figure out that this is where there's a gap. This is where there's something missing. Let's start an organization, start a company, start a project, you know, at the very basic level to change the way that things are done. So I, I think it is within the nature of us as technologists where we're constantly messing with things, but that's also helping us all innovate a little bit. So it's not just, it's not just personal growth. I mean, some of these individuals are, are cranking out these companies. I mean, when I saw the ticket price that, that, uh, that those guys were acquired for from, uh, from Pure, I was like, you know, good for them. It was really, how cool is that to see that they went out, they did something to make their lives easier, make their jobs easier. They tinkered with it, they changed it, and then they sold it for $370 million. Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, I think that's kind of what we're known for is, you know, we find a problem, we see a hole, we take the time to learn what the problem is and figure out how to make it work. You know, for me, I mean, for me, it was APIs. Learning the API back in, learning how it works, learning how to write my own APIs with PowerShell calls or whatever else on the front end has helped me succeed in my day-to-day -day job operation. And a lot of that was done at home, writing ways to automate things at home, you know, automate my kids' machines and destroying them every night because who knows what they install on them, stuff like that. Of just figuring those little things out has helped me through my career tremendously. I want to know how many people are are like overly obsessive though. That's my question because you know, like we were talking right before this, Stephen. How I don't know how many hours you said you spent looking at old pictures. When I don't get into something, when I like when I embark on something, I don't just get like ankle deep. I mean, I'm like, you know, getting yelled at by the wife deep in, <laughs> in new toys and well, I have to have this tool to do this, and I've got and so you know, you look at the tool chest and it's filled with all of these. I mean, I've, like I've got maker boxes sitting on my desk, you know, well, there's a Raspberry Pi I guess I can use, but you know, like it's always like, how is that? Okay. So let me ask, is that just me or do you all kind of like dive off the deep end as well? Whenever you get really interested in something. So this is very poignant because I was doing on this, on this topic last night because, and hopefully you guys aren't offended here. This is quite often the hallmarks of people with ADHD, which I was diagnosed as an adult, which is odd, but most people in this room either are or just aren't diagnosed. And hyperfocus is one of the traits. I'll give you a perfect example. Is last night I needed I was in my workshop here and I needed to print a label. So I go inside to find the label maker, find that it's empty, find the labels I bought in December aren't the right ones. Uh, so I proceed to take apart the cartridge of the old one and the new one, transplant the stuff. Forty five minutes label I print forty five minutes later I print a label and the surface it was going to stick to didn't stick. But I still felt I won because I made the new media work in the old cartridge. So is, is it more around when we talk about IT people doing stuff at home and doing IT work, is it more around, you know, we're doing IT, we're not doing the same stuff at work, you know, cause that's work. You're, you're, you're going home and doing a project you want to do, you know, you're, you're Drew, you, we were talking about, uh, you know, that home assistant and, and totally working over the house. That's because you love doing that and you love getting involved and, and, yeah, I'm just like you. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to, you know, it's not half-ass, it's whole-ass. We're going to get all the way into it and, and really work on it. Uh, but it, but it's it's a passion. It really you is know, a passion. I think there's also part of that. And it's funny because in the in the Slack channel, we were talking about this also, where it was like, oh, what Wi-Fi do, do you have at home? And it's, you know, it's the cobbler's, it's the cobbler's kid's story, right? Man, I can't tell you what, like, I have so many different things at my house that the shining, the shining, you know, diamond at my house isn't my Wi-Fi. It's, you know, it's something else because I spend so much time tinkering with other things. I have all these other projects that are going on that when you get to my house, it's like, hey, your Wi-Fi is not working. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's, it'll work later. I'm not worried about it, you know? <laughs> uh, so you've had the same conversations with your wife that I've had with mine then um, <laughs> because I've had that exact same problem and I finally got fed up and just dropped way too much money replacing my entire networking equipment all my wi-fi and i'm like screw it i just want to be done and never deal with this again um because i have other more important things more fun things um to do around my house like the two raspberry pies that are sitting under my desk controlling god only knows what or the stack of cpus that i have 
something on my desk here. Thank you, Eva. Um, that I need to go upgrade my cola with because that seems more fun than like fixing my Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, so this is the thing. So what Drew said a minute ago is so true. Um, so my wife, uh, she likes to say that I'm not capable of knowing a little bit about anything. I have to know a lot about things awesome. or else I'm not, you know, doing the thing, right? Well, but that, but that gets to the core. Let's get back to our premise here, stepping outside your comfort zone, because truly what I found is I can find, you know, and then maybe it is a little bit of, you know, ADHD or, or something. Uh, I do find that I can spend my wheels on, on, on continually digging down into what I'm studying instead of, of getting outward and learning other things. But that being said, what I'll do is I'll challenge myself to step outside my comfort zone. And then I start digging down there and I can start getting excited there. And that's the, the kind of crazy thing that I find myself doing is, is that I can become an expert-ish <laughs> in something, in some other field, um, quicker than I sometimes suspect simply because I'm interested and I want to learn it. I want to dig into it. it. Is that the nature of what this core premise about stepping outside your comfort zone? I think, I think so. And I, what's interesting is, is the same thing. What I challenged myself with during COVID or, you know, during the, the coronation, if you will, um, I wanted to do things that were completely out of technology. And because so, you know, like, Everything that I've talked about so far is like, well, I'm great at this, but I went all these different directions in technology. And so I started, you know, I started doing things like looking at land conservatorships or going out and, you know, being out in, you know, in the open, playing golf, you know, something that I'm, where I'm completely disconnected. But again, I can't just go grab a set of golf clubs and play golf. I'm like, all right, what's the most technologically advanced and why does the face look like this and where do they put the dimples and how, you know, and it's, I still found that I, that I went off the deep end in it, but my challenge to myself was try and find something that's not technology related and fall off the deep end of that, you know, because I do think it is within all of our natures to do it. Say it sounds like it because anyone who's, who's good, at, who's good at their job and who has a passion for it, you don't get a passion by just, you know, by, by scratching the edge of it. Like you gotta, you gotta get down and dirty with that thing. I think that comes down to the fact, Drew, that we get sidetracked into things. And sidetracked is maybe a bad word for us, but we get pulled into other areas that are, they have an empirical nature to them. It's the reason that Stephen's into photography, probably. Uh, the reason I'm into photography is probably there's, there's, there's some hard science that you can fall back on there. Uh, I'm heavily into sailing, and it's all about laminar flow across the sails and whatnot, and that's all just physics. So I think all the stuff we get interested in has to be, has some sort of roots in STEM, probably. Yeah. Yeah. How fast is, you know, it's like the first thing that I bought when I started playing golf again is I bought the little sensors that go in the end of the club and it's called Arcos and it's got the app on my phone. And it's like, if I'm going to play golf, I need to know where my shot's going to be and how it's going to be there and how fast my club head speed is. And because there's got to be some scientific answer to all of it. So is that the, is that the, the common string? I mean, what, what, what could all six of us do that's totally out of our comfort zone that doesn't require any type of stem that we would actually be good at Ooh, think because art we could do art that doesn't mean we're gonna be good at. <laughs> <I know. laughs> i'm gonna go you know plumbing carpentry yeah but car no carpentry's all math you know 
it's all technology driven too yeah that, that's something to think about right that's the that that's what i would challenge you all and anyone listening to this with and i'm going to challenge myself is how far out of your comfort zone are you willing to go and not not in like you know not from like a pain perspective but from a from a just completely being uncomfortable with something that that doesn't have stem involved i mean that's a I, that's a tough one i can't think of something that i do that doesn't have some type of root in in that yeah think, thinking back to what i do like flying an airplane riding my motorcycle woodworking oh crap these all involve either physics or math or both um and yeah it, it becomes really interesting now to think about it. it's like yeah okay everything i do revolves in some way around stem and yeah i i can't think of anything other than playing my xbox which is also still basically stem related that doesn't involve something along these lines and your case also involves trying to keep your fingers <laughs> true yeah, i mean I, I do the same thing one of the one of the things i did was i i made my own sourdough bread during covid and you think it, it, it's just cooking well no it's it's the measuring that's <laughs> yeah, exactly knowing how much you started how yeah. baking is chemistry cooking is art yes. ah interesting and i'm horrible at both <laughs> the bread music's the same good. music's all matching time and matching sound and volume and everything else so let me let me ask you this then um so how can our can the people listening today how can they leverage this crazy insight that we've had here that 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 we we get to know things we get excited about things and then we get into it and then we you know kind of move into something else how can they leverage that in their everyday lives what advice do you have to somebody listening to this who's i don't know something a network administrator who it really wants to try to get into something else or or improve their their job or something how can they leverage this I would say a lot of it is you, know, you look at things and say, you know, that's really hard. I'm not going to know about storage or cooking or whatever, but if you don't actually get into it and try, you'll never know. And a lot of times you may not be the best out there, but at least if you try and go out of your comfort zone and, and work on it, you might find it's not as daunting as you thought it was. Yeah. I'll echo Evan here. Um, dabble in something and see what you think about it. And you know, if you became good at it later, that's great. But dabble in stuff and find something that you enjoy, and that way you can get you will want to get better at it. Because if you don't enjoy what you're working on, you're never gonna actually like get better at it. But maybe start with a project because if you have something to work towards, then you actually could show um, actual gains. Like you can't measure what you or you can't manage what you don't measure. So if you can't find an end goal, then maybe you won't get good at it. So if you're a network administrator and you want to get better at the security side of things, then you know maybe do some sort of SIM implementation. That's kind of an adjacent technology and uh, around those lines. But I find you have to be interested to enjoy it. So maybe do something that improves your home life better, not necessarily work. You never know what grows out of it. And I would and I would take that a, a little bit further. This it's it's funny the way the world comes full circle. About 10 years ago, I started a nonprofit in my community called Code RGB. I live in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, so the RGB is this area. And our tagline that we came up with when we were sitting around drinking beer was building better nerds. And what we did is we figured out the best way that we could learn more is to teach more. So on Thursday nights, we would get everybody together and we would just send a shout out to everyone who's on Facebook in this area to come in. We provide beer and pizza. 
and I teach what I'm good at. And then I sit down and listen to Foskett teach what he's good at. And then I listen to, you know, to, to Evan teach what he's good at, you know, 20 minute segments each. And we cross pollinate, right? That's the whole idea is that I may not know anything about storage, but if I sit here long enough, I'm going to learn something. And now I can figure out how to apply it. And I only got into that because I decided I wanted to take what I had and share it with other people, but I wanted to do it in a way that was reciprocal. I, even if I don't know what you're, what, what you like, I want to share something with you and I want you to share your passion with me. So I would say the best thing you can do is go share that, go, go talk about what it is that you're passionate about, but make it a conversation. There's, there's a number of organizations that do this. Um, you know, I'm very big in community interaction. And if there's a group called 1 million cups, uh, that happens in your local neighborhood, 1 million cups is part of the Kauffman foundation from Kansas city. And what they do, it's, it's phenomenal. The, the concept is how can you take, what, what would it be like if you could have a million cups of coffee with somebody? And so what they do at 1 million cups is they meet like on a Wednesday morning and people get up and they stand on a stage and they share their idea. And they say, hey, this is my business. This is what I'm doing. I'm a startup business or I'm, I want to get involved or I want to do this project. And then the people in the audience are, you know, insurance salespeople and bankers and IT people and security people and, you know, uh, home economics teachers. And, and what they do is they send, they just put it out there in the world and they get feedback from this really strangely diverse crowd of people uh, to contribute, to help them see the road bumps or the, the speed bumps in their path that they didn't already see. So if you can find 1 million cups, I would definitely take a look at that, but it doesn't have to start there. Call up someone who does, call up one of your friends and just ask them and listen, like the most important thing, right? And I say this because I talk all the time, is listen for five or 10 minutes, listen to someone share what their passion is. And maybe it sparks something in you that you can share with them. Very good. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Chris also as, you know, define, define a goal, define a problem. Um, take those and spark your interests. That way you have something that drives you to learn what you're trying to do and um, gives you something measurable going forward to help you strive to that. And again, if you don't like it, quit. Move on to something else that intrigues you. You know, don't waste your time, but find something that you're good at. You know, learn, learn it as you go. Eventually you become better with a goal. And for me, it's kind of just latched on and something I don't want to step away from. Chris, what you said there's uh, quite embodying the phrase fail fast. And it's very important that people learn that it's okay to just drop something and say, I'm not doing that anymore. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish. That's not a failure. The win is the fact that you've recognized that you're going to walk away from that. That same can be applied to all many aspects of life. I really think that this is an amazing, uh, inspirational conversation even, you know, I mean, it's like we, we, I think sometimes too, don't even look up from what we're doing enough to realize that we are actually doing something interesting and something that helps ourselves or helps our communities or, uh, you know, helps our careers. Um, and yet we are, and, and that's the greatest thing about a lot of this is that we are learning new things. We're learning new skills. Uh, we're learning, uh, new ideas about how to apply things in different areas. And, uh, I think that's the essential element of nerdiness. So thank you guys very much for hopefully uh, having a little inspiration here on the uh, on-premise IT roundtable. Um, I, I do appreciate your time and of course having you be involved in the Tech Field Day event. And I encourage our listeners as well, let us know 
ways in which you are stepping outside your comfort zone and learning something new. Uh, but before we go, I want to give you guys a chance to tell us uh, where is it that we can connect with you and uh, see the cool stuff that you're working on. Maybe even mention something outside the uh, tech space. So Evan, let's start with you. Where can uh, where can we connect with you? Uh, yeah. So once again, uh, Twitter is probably the easiest. It's uh, at Evan Mincer. Um, I do have a blog that I need to work on, itsecdef.com. Um, let's see. What am I working outside? Woodworking. I go back to that. It, it's it's I'm starting to get better at it. Um, it's funny looking back at the stuff that I've been making and I look at the stuff that I've made first and I'm realizing I am getting better, which is great to see. So when you're starting, as we were saying before, starting to step out of your comfort zone and try stuff, looking back and seeing where you were and where you come, it, it helps you get better it, mentally about it. How about you, uh, Mr. Mackey? Uh, I got really into photography for many years, and I haven't put it away completely. In fact, I'm going to reinvigorate it soon. So you can find my stuff there at Flickr.com slash Chris Mackey. Now, ignore the newest stuff because that was more of the family photo and tourism stuff. But scroll back a couple pages. You'll see some good stuff in there. Um, I've really thrown myself into sailing. I was the Commodore of a sailing club for a couple years until I moved. Um, yeah, I, I do all sorts of stuff outside of tech, uh, but it does still involve STEM. And I didn't mention it earlier, but I'll mention it now. I do blog occasionally at blog.iops.ca. And that's actually how I first got recognized and brought into these type of communities. I was just, I would learn something and I would document the procedure to solve the problem so that other people could learn for it. And so I can go back and reference how to do it again. And that's why I first got pulled into the NetApp A team is I was recognized as someone who publishes how-tos basically. So if you are learning something, write about it as well. You never know who's going to take notice. Yeah, I can't, I can't say how many blogs started as just my open notebook for the world to read. So that's an excellent idea. Uh, Drew? How about you? Uh, first, yeah, I, I want to echo exactly what you just said. Putting stuff out there, doing how, I mean, some on, on my YouTube channel, there's so many different videos of me breaking stuff or, or mounting stuff or showing, you know, unboxing technology and showing you how to put it together. But that's, and that's what, you know, that's what got into all of this stuff. Um, out of technology, uh, I sit on the board for a group called the Valley Land Fund. We're one of the largest land conservation groups uh, to keep Texas looking the way that Texas originally looked. So uh, look for me out on pastures and greens and ranches, uh, conserving land for South Texas. And I'm also on a golf course every Tuesday and Friday morning. I get out there about 6.30 and play nine holes of golf to start my day off. And, but I don't use the Arcos thing anymore. I, I, quit, I quit taking all the sensors and meters and stuff out there and I just go enjoy it, you know? But uh, if you want to find me on the tech stuff, Wireless Nerd. Wireless Nerd on Twitter, Wireless Nerd Instagram, wirelessnerd.net. And for me, um, see Hildebrandt 42 on pretty much every platform. Um, you know, outside of the tech community, I you know, tend to be more involved with my family, but um, hiking, woodworking, uh, about anything to do with my hands outside that I can do, I'm involved with, except for golfing, because it just makes me mad and angry. Um, I tend to stay away from that. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Denny, M-R-D-E-N-N-Y dot, uh, or uh, DCAC.com is where I blog. Um, I'm doing an all-day pre-con session at the Past Data Community Summit, which you can sign up for on their website, pastdatacommunitysummit.com. Uh, as far as the non-IT stuff goes, uh, flying and finishing my pilot's license is about the, the biggest thing on my list right now. I appreciate it. And uh, as for me, I'm at S. Foskett on most social media channels. Um, you can find me uh, 
outside of work, uh, actually my, my, I was doing a lot of photography as well, uh, but my current thing is, is my watches. And if you go to grail-watch.com, you will, you will fall down another technical nerd hole of, of craziness. Um, that's me too. So thanks very much for joining us for this inspirational episode of the on-premise IT Roundtable. Uh, please do check out the podcast on your favorite podcast app or find us on YouTube or at gestaltit.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you if you have any feedback on this podcast or any podcast. If you go to gestaltit.com slash category slash podcast, you can find uh, other episodes of this that are usually a little bit more on uh, premise of technology. And uh, thanks for listening.